As promised, we're getting back to our silly goose roots in this wacky, segs-filled sode. Kicking off the fun, Grace ponders about little poops and has a quirky meltdown. Kristen struggles with ravioli ruffles and searches for the perfect pen shaft feel, and we bicker about the necessity of onion goggles. Then prepare for a big old dump, because Kristen is informatively info-dumping all about the life cycle of butterflies in our brand new segment, Informative Info Dumps. Theme song pending. Plus, we're sharing some of your mundane superpowers and reading a cartoonish listener pizza secret that may one day serve as an important cautionary tale for the rest of us. Only time will tell. They said that we'd grow out of it. Well, the joke's on them. That's just our brains. We're eccentric, loud, and stubborn. And most of our clothing is covered in stains. It's not a deficit of attention. There's just too much to think about. So if executive dysfunction becomes a little too much, If you forgot why you came in this room, or you're hypersensitive to touch, then put on your seamless socks, and come join our little flock. Bitches stimming together, we're weirds of a feather, weirds of a feather. Ah! Rims out. Okay. All right. (laughs) We've captured the sound of the room. Yep. The room is toned. Yep. Tight. We are toned and tight. Yeah. <laughs> like always. Like always. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Um Hmm. Welcome to Weirds of a Feather. Hmm, what should we do here? Yeah. We have so many options. Yeah. How, how for do what we, we start could say this? here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There's no script or anything. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Weirds of a Feather, an ADHD adjacent podcast. I'm your host, Kristen. And I'm your host, Grace. I had a thought a little bit ago. Yeah. That when we say an ADHD adjacent podcast. Yeah. I was going to say, I wonder if there are people, but I know there are people out there who interpret that as us saying like, where people are like, we're all a little ADHD. And people, I think some people maybe out there who don't know our thing might interpret that as like, we're not. ADHD, but we're just like ADHD adjacent and we're like kind of making like a little joke of it. Well, those people are you know? dumb. Right? Yeah. I feel like we're very clear about the adjacent means we cover other things other than ADHD. Right? And it would feel disingenuous to say this is an ADHD podcast because like it's, in the next Bagel Bite, we're about to talk about vampires and cannibalism. Yeah, and we're talking about caterpillars this podcast, yeah. this episode. So um, I don't feel like we belong in just the pure ADHD category. We could do ADHD and adjacent. No. It's too clunky. It is clunky. And also, I like ADHD, Jason. If I you do don't, too. If you don't get the joke, then, then don't then don't listen. Yeah. I feel like it's very it's get out of here. Yeah. Well, no, no. we need okay. the listeners stay, but yeah. understand that it's we do have ADHD, and it's not a wishy washy. You kind of have it. You either do or you don't, and yeah. we have it. <laughs> <laughs> so ADHD, Jason, means we have ADHD, and but we're talking we about talk about other things. Yes. All right. Glad we cleared that up for yeah. no one, because I'm sure no one was really. No, I don't think anybody that. was wondering, but no. just in case. Yeah, maybe just people out in the world who don't listen to this might think that. But maybe. Screw them. They're not listening. <laughs> They're not listening, yeah. so we don't care. So with that aggressive start, yeah. uh, Chris, and I have a little warm-up question for you. Oh, I thought that was the warm-up question. No. Okay. That was just a commentary just from a me. Commentary. Yeah, a just a spur-of-the-moment 
on the fly. Well, I would like a question then. All right. Here's my question. Okay. Do outdoor cats poop outside? Yes. I knew you would have a I yeah. knew you would have a quick answer. All for the time. That. Yeah. That's okay. Like, they like prefer to poop Do outside. Do they? Yeah. Are they litter box trained though? Yeah. Yeah. You can have indoor outdoor. Cats. Okay. So here's my other thing. If I just had a dog who was letting herself out and pooping in people's yard, that would be a problem. Yeah. So are cats just leaving little poops in people's yards? Well, they yards? bury it. So you usually. Don't oh, they know. do. Yeah. Yeah. Just like a litter box, they bury it because oh. they're smart. And also because they're both predator and prey, they have to learn to cover their tracks. Oh. So smart. Yeah. Okay, so it's not like they're just, like, leaving little poops in people's I mean, yards. sometimes Snickers doesn't have claws because some asshole decided to declaw her in her previous life. Um, So she kind of just lets it stew on top of the—every once in a while, huh. she'll she'll bury it. And we, we applaud her and we say, good job, because that's what our cat therapist told us to do. To literally say, yay, you did it, and you buried it, and we're proud of you. That's a good cat therapist. Um, Yeah, she was the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And still is. I think she's still doing cat therapy. Um, the other, the boys, our boy cats, bury the shit out of their poo. They'll be in there for bury like the five shit. minutes and you'll just hear them like, and they'll, they'll, even if they've run out of sand to bury their poo, they'll pretend, they'll like scrape at the walls and go through the motions. Oh. Like when Lucy like kicks up the dirt behind her. Yeah, after it's the she same thing. It's like you're nowhere close. No, you're way off. But yeah, um, my parents had an indoor-outdoor cat. And if it was too cold, they'd go in the litter box and they would stay inside. And if it was warm, they'd go outside. Interesting. Yeah. All right, so what if you have like a sandbox for your children? Are you at risk of having yes. poops buried? And they actually, this is a PSA, if you have a sandbox... You need to keep that thing covered at all times. Cats will poop in it. Because cats will poop in it. And not just cats, but like raccoons and other mm. animals. It's like the perfect poo place. The perfect poo place yeah. is the litter box. So, you know, maybe even humans, but we don't know. Yeah, there could Depends be a Depends on where you are. But yeah, you Open need to sandbox. get a cover for that thing, whether it's a tarp or like, you know, those like turtle sandboxes yeah, that the shell one. was the cover. Yeah. It's perfect because you have a cover. And if you're not playing with it, then the cover is on so you don't get, you know, Poops. Yeah. All right. Because then you can get like diseases like toxoplasmosis and whatnot. And who wants that? Maybe some people, but most of us know. Most mostly no. Yeah. All right. Well, that was my warrant question. Yeah. I knew you would have an immediate answer yep. for me. Yep. You know, you're welcome to come over and observe if you want. Um me? burying. No. I don't need I, I believe you. Okay. I can imagine it. Yeah. I got the concept. But yeah. All right. You feel warm? I feel warm. Yeah, that was that was a good question. That was our poop talk at the yeah, top. Poop talk at the top. <laughs> and now <laughs> let's get into some segments. Segments. All right, we got this is who I am now. Yes. Do you know the song? It's around, correct? Yes. This is one that's around. This time it's different. Everything is the same. We do it together. And yeah. then I go, This is who I am now. Yeah. And then I and I drag out the now. Yep. Okay. All right. And people love it. It's beautiful Do and they? angelic. Yeah. In my mind, yes. All right. Ready? All right. This time it's different. Everything has changed. This is who I am now. This is who I am now. Wow. Nice. Our voices really come together Do they? in harmony. Yeah. I feel like some people are like, my ears are bleeding, but that's okay. Hey, that's the podcast. Yeah. You know? Grace. Yes. Who are you now? <laughs> Thank you. That was a very silly voice. I am a yerba mate drinker. Yerba what day? Yerba mate. It's like a— You're my mate. Ooh. Oh. Yerba mate. <laughs> it's 
Uh, it's a very popular drink in South American countries. It's Ooh. like the green. It's like a tea is powder. It, is it hot or cold? Uh, it's hot. Oh. You drink it hot. Although I've been drinking, we have like the cheapo energy drink versions of it, the sullied, you know, American version bastardized of it. Version yes, of bastardized version of it. Yeah, that's American what I was looking for. Bastards, that, yeah, yeah. And it's like in the big yellow we tend can. To do that. Yes. It's like an Arizona iced tea. Yes, kind of. It does taste a lot like that. Mm. Um, I've heard that actual yerba mate is like much more bitter, but it's this whole tradition in South America, like everyone, not everyone, but like a lot of people do it in those countries where they have like uh like the glass mug. And then you pour the hot water into it, and it's like the yerba mate comes in like this green. It's like a green powdery tea, and you like get a special straw that like matcha, kind of like matcha. It kind of does look like matcha, like a whole, but it's different, like performance. Yeah, this is a whole performance. Oh, you like sip on it all day, so you fill up your cup, and then you like pour hot water into it, and then you like push, like pack all the tea stuff to the side and then you like pour more hot water oh. into the other side and you just keep refilling it all day interesting and then you get a metal straw that has like a little filter on the bottom of it so you're drinking it through the metal straw and it's being filtered as you drink it instead of having like a this tea is bag the perfect drink yeah because then you're just doing you it all just day keep doing it yeah. all day and you just leave the powder you leave the tea leaves in there and it's like a natural uh so they have caffeine yeah, I don't I'm know in. if it's it might it might be one of those things where it's like it's not the same exact molecule as caffeine. It's like something slightly different. I don't know. I should have looked more into exactly what it does, but it does give you like natural energy. And I have noticed, at least with like the, you know, my bastardized energy drink version of it, when I drink it, I don't feel jittery like an energy drink, but I feel like I have consistent energy all throughout the day. To Are the you point, drinking it all throughout the day? No. Oh. I'm not. Interesting. Like, I'll drink it, you know, I have to drink it before noon, because otherwise I truly, like, I won't be able to sleep, not in, like, a, I'm so jittery and, like, worked up way, but just, like, I feel like my brain is still, like, I could keep working and doing stuff, you know, until, like, 11 p.m. So I have to drink it earlier in the day. Yeah. And I have consistent energy, like, all throughout the day. It's amazing. Huh. I shouldn't keep drinking all these, you know, sugary energy drinks. So I want to get into the actual yerba mate, but I've heard it's very bitter. And it's something you have to, like, you know, work on. I drink coffee. Is it? Sometimes it's, I drink it black. I think it tastes probably more like uh, dirt or roots or like earthy tasting. You Interesting. Know? Well, what if you add a like, little bit of sweetener? A little bit of a what? sugar? A little sweetener? A little yeah. Shug. I think people, yeah, you can add stuff to it. I was thinking like lemon. I could add lemon to mine. Mm. But, you know, I am a super taster, so I feel like I'll have to work my way up to it. But I don't know. I, I like just having a little drink to sip on all day. Right, like a little yeah. fun drink. Yeah, I'm. I'm always sipping. Yeah, I, my my one of the surgeons I work with makes fun of me because I always have like three beverages on my desk. Yeah, you gotta have the standard you ADHD have three at beverages. Least three caffeine, like, hydration, is... fun. Exactly. Those are three drinks. I was like, this is just standard for me, and she's like, it's so many drinks, and I was like, I'm a thirsty bitch. What can I say? So many you know? drinks. So many drinks. It's just three. Yeah, you can't have fewer than that. See, I know. Yeah, neurotypicals. You know, they don't understand. They don't get it. One drink at a time. <laughs> What's time for that? I know. Uh, <laughs> cool. All right. All right, Kristen. Well, I'm interested to see how your yerba mate experience develops. Thanks. I'm hoping it yeah progresses, and I'm hoping I kind of like get into it. And I don't know. That could be like yeah. Maybe there's a listener a out there that knows more about that. Who should yes. email at us? If you are from if you are from a cult a uh, country where this cult. Not if you're from a cult, oh, if you're from a cult, let us know. That'd yeah, be interesting. I'd love to hear about that. Me too. But if you are from a country where this is like your tradition, like cultural tradition, please correct me and let me know what I'm saying wrong because obviously it's not 
my thing and I want to, you know, respect the culture that it comes from. Right. So let me know your yerba tips. If you got any yerba tips or like best cups and straws New to buy. coming toward to you. Yerba tips. <laughs> yeah, yerba tips. <laughs> not very interesting. There's not that much. <laughs> All right, Kristen. Who are you now? I am a crochet catnip toy maker. Oh. Um, tell me you more. taught me how to crochet. You did. And then I got on to Crochet Talk, which is boy Same. oh boy. What a ride. I've saved 10 trillion videos. Yeah. I'm like, come back to that. I'll come yeah, back to that. I'll come back to that. that. Oh, well, one that, that really caught my eye was a homemade catnip toy, like Ooh. little ravioli. Oh, um, and it's really simple to make because you're basically making a rectangle and then you do like a weird stitch to make the ruffles, which mm. I haven't mastered yet, but turns out my cats don't care. Um, no, they're not particular about no, the ruffles. No, no, no. And you just make a little. This isn't a real ravioli. Yeah. Where are the ruffles? <laughs> These ruffles aren't even. Uh, no, so I've made one and a half. I just have to finish the ruffles on one. Um, but I'm I'm like, now I'm like, I'm going to make one for my coworker who has cats. I'm going to make one for mm. my grandma who has a cat. Just for your grandma. Well, for my she doesn't gra- have a well, cat. So She'll my grandma is really into crochet, and she said she was proud of me. Oh. Uh, which, have I ever heard that before? No. My master's degree and everything. There's no amount. No. She's excited. It had to be women's work. Well, this get is that her approval. thing too. Mm. So she, I went over the other day, and she was showing, throwing a couple stitches for me. So she, nice. she's actually quite good. She like whipped something up, and she's like, "Here, you take it and finish it." And I'm like, "God, I was just." She's very good at people who have been crocheting forever. Yeah, they. It's like unlike anything I've ever seen. She, it's like it's you're like just muscle, and she's so just fast. like, choo, 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 and did this whole chain without counting or thinking. She's like, it's so great because in knitting you have to count rows, and this you just whip and she just whip something up. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. She's great at it. Um, I also like in crochet that if you drop a stitch, it's okay. It's really easy to pick back up, as opposed to knitting, where it's like if you drop a stitch, your whole thing is ruined. I think there's a lot of counting involved in knitting, which is intimidating. Yes. There so. is some counting in crochet, but it depends on what you're like. Once you get into the flow, or you're doing like, uh, yeah, one thing where you've made the I'm really initial good at row. rectangles. So. Yeah, I'm good at granny squares. That doesn't take that much counting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the highest you count is like to three, which I can do. Yeah, I can yeah, do three. I can count to three. But but yeah, so basically you make your little rectangle and then you sew it. to You kind of stitch it together until you have a pocket and then you put the catnip. And I do mm. um, a little bit of like basically like cotton balls basically or cotton polyfill, whatever that is. And I stick that in there so it puffs up and then I put a bunch of called Nyawawana, which is, and it comes, <laughs> it, it looks like you like bought weed in like, you know, those tubes that the pre-rolls come in. Yeah. So. <laughs> Gives you like a grinder and everything. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's my cat's favorite catnip because I bought, I've even bought like fresh catnip and they're like, meh, but it's the dried stuff. So mm. they do that. And then I put a little bit of Silvervine, which is similar to catnip but it has like more attractogen smells to it so it's like more potent stuff Mm. i guess uh once again my cat therapist recommended it and so i do combo and then i just stitch it together and i gave the first one to john ralphio who just like i thought he was gonna tear it apart it's still alive but man he just he was like growling the whole time i've never seen him like this like a wild animal with that thing stoned yeah he loves it (laughs) Loves this. So I'm almost That's done. Great. And the next one will go to Boo. Um, yeah, those and, will be good little, like, Christmas gifts or yeah, whatever. Yeah, just something cute. And I can get cute little yarns and stuff. But, yeah, I got to work on my ruffles. But I love those they, ruffles. They don't care. <laughs> Thank God. 
So, but yeah, that's what I'm Good doing job. right now. It's cute. I'll, uh, if they survive by the time this episode is released, I'll send a pic. Yeah, please do. I'd like to see him. So that's what I've been doing, and it's passing the time, and I feel proud of myself. All so right. I'm boop, proud boop, of you, boop. too. Yeah. I was trying to think of what I could make for Lucy, but she, maybe I'll just make her a ravioli. I feel like she'd swallow it so small. I'll have to make her a bigger ravioli. Yeah, make her a big one. I think she likes catnip. Does she like catnip? All right. Yeah. Put some catnip in there. Yeah, please. Maybe I'll have my cats, like, roll on it, and then it will be, like, extra smelly. Ooh, she might like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, but yeah. Do you want to move on to the quirks? I do. I really do. All right. I feel like we haven't done this I together know. in so I'm long. Just a little rusty. Here we go. There she is. I I am. I have returned. Yes. Hey, yeah, hey, This sounds like I'm at that Renaissance fair. Yeah. Actually, there was someone saying that. But you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? I will be. All right. Some people call me spacey, some people call me fun, but I'm just quirky. Nice. Yay. Perfect. All right, Grace. Yes? What do you have for quirks? All right. Give me them quirks. I'll give you them quirks. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry I did that. (laughs) Uh, Forgot I said that. We all hated it. Yeah. Kind of didn't happen. Uh-huh. All right. Quirk number one. I have to wear swim goggles whenever I cut onions. <laughs> <laughs> I have the most sensitive eyes. And so if I don't what wear... What about the candle trick? You're supposed to light a candle. Nothing helps. Like, I, I can't even be can... in the, on the same floor of the house while someone else is cutting onions. I have to go upstairs. Really? My eyes are so... They will just start really? pouring tears. And I've been doing some, like... Side work. Side work. For <laughs> this... <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I've been doing some side work for this family of five where I'm just, like, helping them with, like, meal prep and, like, some Aww. cleaning and stuff. And, you know, I'm— Can you make... help me and my family of five? I need to help myself. <laughs> yeah, you do have a family of five. I do. I could if you pay me and uh. give me an explicit list of what to do step by step. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been making, like, a lot of uh, meals that require Onion onions. sandwiches. And I literally had to ask this woman— if she had some swim goggles that I could wear. You can get. Oh, my God. Now I have to look it up. There's special onion I don't need goggles. them. I don't need them because I got the kids swim goggles. Got- I wear her daughter Louise's swim goggles in their really? kitchen while I cut my onions. And I do it super fast because this woman and her husband work from home while I'm there. She can't be. And so I'm always worried they're going to come into the kitchen to, like, get a snack. And I'm, like, <laughs> wearing their kids Swim goggles. They know I do it, but I just don't like to be seen. Yeah, you. There's all on it. So there's so many different types. But of I don't goggles. do it. I don't do it enough to necessitate specific goggles. Like, what are onion cutting goggles? If not, they do kind of look like swim swim goggles. goggles. Yeah, so I'll just keep wearing. I guess they do the same thing. Yeah, this I one's don't... called Defender Safety DVP two. No, I don't need you to solve this problem. Polycarbonate. I already have this problem solved. <laughs> I wear Louisa's swim goggles when I cut onions. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Yep. All right. Quirk number two. All right. So I this is another thing that got me really tripped up about autism as well, because I don't only eat the same things every day. It's not like every single day I only eat this meal. Right. But I do have certain foods that I eat every single day. Mm-hmm. Same amount, the same food every single day. Right. And then like Get my meals, my meals will vary, but my snacks are always the same. Oh. I eat one cheese stick. I have one yogurt with chia seeds. I have one tea. I eat one granola bar. I have all these certain foods that I have. I have one smoothie, and I have those every single day. Huh. Yeah. I usually, I'd be totally fine eating the same foods every day. 
and like mixing it up on the week. Basically, as long as I don't have to cook, I'm fine. Yeah. I like it because then you don't have to think about it. And like right. I know that I have these solid staples. I've been right. eating one Rice Krispie treat a day and that really keeps me going. I just I just don't like cooking. Same. So I'll if I eat and I don't like thinking like even like plan, the meal planning and trying uh. to figure out what it's such a stressful situation. Yep. Um so if I just cook the same and it and sometimes it's really bland. Like right now I've been on a chicken and rice bender. Um <laughs> And it's just chicken and rice, and then I've been cutting up, like, and, and, you know, cooking, like, zucchinis or something. Like, something easy, and I have it, like, every day, and I'm never disappointed. There's certain foods that I can't eat every day that was my problem. I wish I could just eat, like, all the same things every single day. Right. And then I get sick of it. When it comes to dinners especially, I just hate dinner. Sick of dinner. I just, I hate... I, it's like dinner. the the so much executive function that goes into cooking. It's not um, an enjoyable experience unless I'm cooking for someone else. Mm. And even that, I just get very like anxious about like what am I going to cook and how am I going to cook it and and they're like it's going to get easier as you keep cooking. Well, I've been cooking. It doesn't get easier. Yeah, it's all like the planning and everything, right? That's and I thought hard. like the Hello Fresh or something would like help. Which it kind of does, but one, expensive. Yep. Two, not sponsored. Three, yeah. <laughs> you still have to like pick a time of like, now I have to. My issue with HelloFresh is like, it come in the, I forget that I ordered it. Yeah. It'd show up on my doorstep, usually the day after I went grocery shopping, and you're like, fuck. Then you gotta figure out what time you wanna make it. And then if you don't do it in like the time frame, then you're like fucked because now you've spent like, you know, what, $60 on a box or something? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I've been making a big thing of ground turkey Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the week, and that's really easy because then you can just, like, eat it in a bunch of different things and do, like, taco night. You can do turkey sloppy joes. Right. Do a little burritos. We also have, like, a ninja foodie that was supposed to – there's a way – it's, like, so complicated. There's, like, this, like, three-tier system that you can do where you can make a – Full three course meal, you know, vegetable starches, meat, all in one, and set it and forget it. But like the setup, it's like trying to set up those like um, those things with the ball and the marble. The marble rolls, run. The marble run. Yeah. Or or that game mousetrap. Oh yeah, mousetrap. It's a lot of work. The whole time, freaking putting it together. By the time you're ready to play, you're like, fuck this. Yeah, the setup was like the, the whole game. The whole game is the setup, and Which, then maybe some kids like that. Kids who want to set up the play. Although I with Mousetrap, I like just the playing. I don't want to do I didn't, setup. I don't even think we got to the point of playing. I don't remember playing the game. I remember being angry and walking away because it didn't make sense in my brain of how to set it up. It's so much work. All right. Quirk number three. Okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> we much, actually have quite a bit to talk yes, about today. Sorry. <laughs> as much as I want to keep talking about your food processor. <laughs> We've got to fly through these. <laughs> it's, it's a ninja foodie. Whatever. All right, quirk number three. The other day I was very overheated and I was trying to close all the windows in the house so I could turn on the air conditioning. Mm. I was just getting so stuffy. But Ian had opened the top part of a window that's like above the kitchen sink, which how the fuck am I ever going to reach that, Ian? (laughs) And so it was the last window I had to close and I was already upset and I like couldn't, the angle of it, I couldn't get it up. And then I got on the counter and I still like couldn't push it up and I was just getting more and more frustrated. And then I hit my head no! on a piece of wood that's like above uh, the sink. And I truly had a full-blown meltdown and I had to go scream and cry in the bathroom. Oh. I was so upset. I was like 
which I know that's an autistic meltdown. But, but I was like stomping like around the, the house like a toddler. I was like when you screaming. Get, when you're so frustrated and then yes. you get hurt on top of that. Yes. I was dysregulated and frustrated and then I got hurt and it just totally pushed me over the edge. I totally relate to that situation. That's happened to me many a times. Yes. Being overheated is like did my number one trigger. Closed? I did. Okay. I'm proud of but you. But it required like a primal yell. Yeah. In order to like use yeah. my final bit of strength yeah. to push it up. But I was so mad. I wanted to divorce Ian in the moment. I'm like, why the fuck would he open this window? <laughs> why would you do this to me? You're yes. like, it's like a personal yes. attack. Like he did it specifically to me. Right, right. And he was probably like, oh, what if I open the top part? Yeah, because <laughs> that... I can reach it. He just like doesn't really think about yeah. those things. This uh, is nice. Of like, oh, maybe my wife who's a foot shorter than me won't be able to access this. He's like, oh, yeah, everyone can open this. This is fine. Yeah. So me being overheated is already like such a meltdown trigger for me. Right. I'm ready to be done with summer. This is why we live in Maine. Um, yeah, but it's so humid this summer. I'm dying. It's, All right. I, it's been such a wet summer. Yeah, I hate, I hate wet, the wet. Wet summer. So moist. El Nino. Wet summer. Okay, I'm still going. Quirks. Yeah, I had to. Okay, um, all right. I'm finish so, it. I'm so quirky. All right, Kristen, You're tell me your quirks. You're so quirky. Last week, I showed up early to work, and I was really proud of myself because I was like, I got to check. I had some messages I left, and I was like, I'm going to get there a little early. I'm going to check my messages. And, like, no one's there. And I'm like, look at me being early and productive. Turns out we had a meeting I forgot about, and everybody oh, was in no. the conference room. So, turn like, as time, I'm like, Usually people should be here by now. Maybe everybody's just running late or anything. And then, like, basically by the end of the meeting, one of the surgeons I worked with was like, are you here today? I was like, yeah, I've been here. Where are you? And she's like, we're at the meeting. And I was like, fuck. Uh, (laughs) I was so excited. I was like, showing up early. I hate that. You know, I was so like, look at me. And then I just totally missed a meeting. So, (laughs) whoopsies. What happens to me a lot is, like, I'll I'll have messages that I have to check, and I'll, like, save them for, yeah, like, oh, I'll get there early tomorrow morning, yeah. I'll check my messages, and then I'll check the message, and it's like, we had a meeting at this current time. Yeah. I hate that. I know. <laughs> I it's like plan. And, and usually I'm good about putting them into my Google Calendar, but I feel like I'm very much like a Ron Burgundy, where if it's not in the Google Calendar, I'm not making it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. He'll read anything on the teleprompter. I'll show up to anything that's on my Google Calendar. But if it's not on there, then I don't know about it. Um, All right. Yeah. So uh, quirk number two. A couple of days ago, I ate some gum um, that I left in my car. So it was like super gooey, but I really Ugh. needed the gum. It, it was like instant regret. I put it in my mouth and I go to like do that first chew. And it was so, the Liquid. texture was so <laughs> gross that I like... <laughs> I was actually I was actually pulling up to your house and I just opened the door and I just go and I spat it. It was and then it kind of was on your lawn. Um, I kind of kicked it off to the side, but I looked today. It's not there. So on someone's shoe, someone ate it or stepped into it. But yeah, it was. I hope someone didn't eat it. It was so. It was just the texture was so vile. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like like, it was like. It wasn't liquid. It was just goo. And I know it's like gum's supposed to be gooey, but like no, it's not was that like, gooey. Not this type of goo. It's a different goo. Then it can't form a chew. No, it wasn't even. It was just like just like kept falling apart in like the worst way. Ugh. It was. Ugh. You say I ate some gum. Is that how you normally say? What's or say chewed, it? chewed some gum. 
Did I bite? Well, you, oh, I, ta- you said I, I typed. You said, you said it as well. You said I ate some well, gum. Well, sometimes you, if I swallow it, I was going to say, you swallow it so I much didn't, that I, you do eat gum. I, you know what? Since that episode came out about me swallowing gum, I've swallowed gum less. Because I shamed you out of it? Yeah. It works really Good. well. Good. Um, I did not eat that gum. I did one chew and I spat it out. And some dog, <laughs> some dog out there ended up eating it. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Bowel obstruction. Cool. Um, yeah, that was really gross. Quirk number three. <laughs> so last week I asked a medical student. She brought in this really cool pen. And I was like, holy shit. Where'd you get that? It's, a, it's got a nice. Holy shit. It's a nice pen. Um, and she took it from the resident's office. And, and, I, and um, it's got a nice. It's got a nice pen shaft feel. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> like, it feels I, nice in the hand. The plastic covering nice is, like, soft. It's like that weird soft metal. Yeah, I guess. I'm going to bring one in for you. Okay, um, sure. It's got a nice pen shaft feel. And I know that sounds weird, but I know you yes. know what I'm talking about. I do know what, you talk, what you're talking about. I don't love the phrase pen shaft feel. Um, and I don't like it feels nice in the hand. It, but well, how else am I supposed to describe it? That's the only way, I guess. This is the only way. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a nice feel. Shaft feel. Yes. Shaft feel. Um, <laughs> and I was like, you got to bring me one of these pens. And it has a little um, stylist at the top for like tablets and stuff. Oh, wow. That is a fancy pen. Yeah, I know. Residents? Really? Come on. We don't get pens. Well, I don't know if you should have a fancy pen like that because I feel like you'll lose it immediately. Well, so... This medical student, she's literally the best. She knows I lose pens all the time because I'm always taking hers. So she brought me like 20. And I was like, fuck yes. Yeah, someone's getting an A today. Um, and then I realized I hadn't actually like used it. I just was like feeling it so much. And then I wrote with it and it was in blue ink. Oh, and no. now I am in a dilemma. You hate blue ink. I don't like the blue ink. I, it's harsh on the eyes and it looks like a child's drawing with crayon. I only use black ink for a reason and now I have like 20 pens with a really nice pen shaft feel with blue ink. And now she's going to feel bad if you don't use one of her I have. I mean, I've been trying to use it. It's a struggle. Burns the retinas. That is so dramatic. It's, I, I'm like, I'm uh, the first time I wrote, I had like a guttural like, oh no. Was so sad. You you I cannot. With me. I don't relate. To you, you don't relate to this at no. all. Someone relates. I don't to have a problem with blue ink. I think it's fine. Someone's gonna. I just if it looks like a child's writing. Maybe in your down. handwriting. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's true. <laughs> you that's already have true. childlike yeah, handwriting. Childlike, yeah. <laughs> Everything's spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Why are there so many e's? Um. Whose son left their homework here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair, but it just it doesn't look right to me. Like I'm, ha- I have like a hard time reading it, and maybe because I'm just so upset about it. But I wonder if it has anything to do with your dyslexia, or I, if it's just more of your cat, like writing on skin thing. I don't know. I have a lot of weird rules about ink. You do. I do. So many. We could discuss it all day. Maybe we will, but no, not today. We won't. Uh, not today. We'll save it for a later day. Yep. But I have a lot of sensitivities to ink and what I'll use any pen if I'm desperate. But now I have 20 of these pens. So so I I'm wondering, should I buy black pens? And switch out the pen cartridges. I think you can just buy the black ink cartridges. Well, that means I have to dump out the blue ink, right? So if I or so if I just buy, oh, I guess yeah. No, you're I right. think you can just buy like a standard cartridge, cartridge that you can with the little pen replace. tip. Yeah, 
and then replace it for 20 pens. Yeah, and you still have the nice shaft feel. The nice shaft feel. Inside which is black that I'm craving. Yeah, you crave a nice <laughs> shaft feel. And then I'm left with 20 blue ink pen cartridges. Yeah. I might have to. It's Put them back in the box. Return the black ink cartridges. I we'll could. Never know. Or just leave them in the residence office. Yeah, I guess maybe people Someone's going to be them. like, who left all these pen cartridges here? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I would like to know if someone else has a sensitivity of, like, blue or black ink if, when they're writing. Because um, I know there's other people like me out there. I, like I know to, you're out there. I like to use purple and pink pens. Obviously not for official purposes. Blasphemy. But just for my own notes. Oh, no. Pink? Can yeah. you see it? Yes, you can. It's nice. And then you can kind of, like, you know, how I, the same way what that I have. coloring? What is this, jelly pens? I do have jelly pens, Yes. But when I'm highlighting things, I always have like a bunch of different colored highlight highlighters because mm-hmm. I over I'm a big over highlighter because everything's are, important. You I'm like, are I'm just highlighting the whole page. Yeah, I know. So that way, if I have like a pink highlighter, like an orange highlighter, a green highlighter, I'm like, okay, well, pink means really important, and orange means like extra special important, and I end up doing that with colored pens as well. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Anyways. Yeah. So I'd like to know: is someone does someone else have ink sensitivities? And Please someone else know. knows a good pen shaft field. And if you have pen recommendations, let me know. Give us your shaft recommendations. Yeah. <laughs> but those are my quirks. I'm so quirky. You're so quirky. Boop, boop. All yeah. right. Should we do a little transition yes. into hobby collectors? Into Like maybe maybe um, some sort of metamorphosis transition. Because that's what, what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. I don't know what that would mean. Maybe we can have some like, like butterfly wing sounds. That's the 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 crystallization. Oh, I can hear it. Yeah. (laughs) The butterfly flying. That that sounds good. Yeah. 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 Except they have more of like a like a flitting, like a. Good. Yeah. One in the room with us, man. Ah. Ah. I'm fluttering. Right. And now it's landed on a beautiful flower. Pew, pew, which, pew. There, you heard it. <laughs> As you can hear, it's on the flower now, which I think brings us to Hobby Collectors. Here we are. That was good. That was. Really good about that. Yeah, yeah. That yep. was a transition for sure, for sure. We've for really sure. improved a lot in these last two years, haven't yeah. we? We've yep, yep. Really gained skills, learned what the people want. And now we're here. <laughs> I mean, what the people want, I don't know, but <laughs> someone wants it. Someone it might just be us, but that's okay. Or We've transitioned. They take it at least. Maybe they want it. <laughs> uh, should we play our hobby collector song? Yep. Play it here. Okay. Okay. Welcome back from our hobby right. collector song. Hope you enjoyed that song by Jane. Love you, Jane. Thank you, Jane. You're the best, Jane. We still own you, owe you a main gazette. I do. Uh, yeah. Actually, I was looking at them the other day on Amazon. So I got to just bite the bullet. And she deserves a whole gift. She gift does. I, I really kind of want like um. We don't have time. Okay. No. <laughs> we don't have time. I've been noodling about it, Jane. And For the last year, I feel like we need more than just a gazette. Well, that's the problem is we're like, we need to do more for her. And then we don't. We have too many grand plans and then we just don't follow yeah, through. No, we're going to get keep there. it reasonable. 
But yeah, so this hobby collector is not really a hobby, but a definite informative info dump. Yeah, we are kind of thinking that, you know, since we've gone through a lot of our hobbies and we have a lot of like just random topics that we want to talk about that maybe for hobby collectors, sometimes instead of a hobby, we're going to use a segment to do what we're calling informative info dump. And we're just going to kind of dump like, it. Dump. <laughs> do your dumps, boy. <laughs> and we're just going to kind of like uh, dump on you about different topics that yeah. we want to talk about. So get ready to be dumped on. Yeah. Get your rain jackets on because it's dump season. Dump season. And Kristen, what are you dumping on? We're us dumping today? about butterflies. Yep. Because this was in reference to a previous episode where we let, we talked about a bunch of different things like so many things back to back to back to back and it was just a warm-up question right yeah it was your, it was your exercise episode episode yeah. 59 I yeah believe. and we talked about we talked about cannibalism which we're going to talk about in a different episode and we also talked briefly about butterflies and the process of metamorphosis and whether or not the caterpillars remember or the butterflies remember their previous life as a caterpillar yeah so that led me down a big road about butterflies. And it's kind of nice because there's so much information now on this subject. Let's talk about it. Right. Get ready to be dumped on. Butterfly edition. Uh, so real rundown of the basics. Butterflies are insects. They're known for their brightly colored wings and their odd flight pattern. That one I added, but I feel like they are known for they that. They are known for that. It's like a flitting. If you haven't seen a butterfly before, please go the fuck outside. Do you think there are places where they don't have butterflies? Antarctica. That was my next sentence. Oh. They're found worldwide except for Antarctica. Oh. So sorry, Antarcticans, but you have no butterflies. Yep. At Deal with it. We're now, just telling you until for the first global time. warming changes that. Oh, yeah. bah, bah, bah. Butterflies go through something called complete metamorphosis or holometabolism, oh. and it's a four-stage life cycle. Egg, caterpillar, pupa, and butterfly. Egg, pretty self-explanatory. It's an egg. It's egg. It's egg. <laughs> right. <laughs> the next stage is the caterpillar stage, also known as also known as the larval stage, which I for some reason my brain larva and caterpillar weren't they're the same thing. Are they? Yes. Oh, I hate the word larval. Yeah. Well, larva yeah. is, uh, caterpillars are larva. Okay. But I feel like we think of larva as like flies. Is that true? Yes. Because yes. flies also have larva, as do moths. Mm. But moths also have caterpillars. Oh. But so it's like caterpillars, all caterpillars are larva, but not all larva are caterpillars. All right. I gotcha. Yeah. I know. We we have, there's so many things I learned. Um, oh, I'm learning and, so much already. <laughs> So the caterpillar, its main job is to eat. The first thing they do when they hatch from their egg is they eat their egg, oh, which is interesting. That's right. I did yeah. know that. They have powerful mandibles, and then the rest of their body is basically one giant stomach and then a bunch of legs. So many legs. So many legs. Well, they have, like, different legs for different jobs. Do they have multiple stomachs, like a cow, or just one big stomach? I think they just have one big stomach. All stomach. And I just want to I put in a little fun fact about famous caterpillars in media are... Yeah. Bim Heimlich from A Bug's Life Classic. and The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar from The Hungry Hungry Caterpillar. I was going to say, that's where I know most of my caterpillar yeah, information. Are... <laughs> hungry Hungry Caterpillar. So the pupa phase, that's, this is like the big thing. This is, I want to say dormant, but not really dormant because a lot of stuff happens here. Like the most things happen here. But mm. basically, this is the stage where eventually a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. 
first the caterpillar enters this what's called like a wandering phase where it stops eating. Its whole life it's like meow, 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 meow. And then once it's like big enough, something happens in its brain where it's like it's now. Full. Yeah, it gets full, I mm. guess. Oh. Yeah, we learned from the... One of my references should be The Hungry Hungry It Cats. should, I know. <laughs> Legitimately. Um, and then it kind of wanders around until it finds a nice spot to to pupate, which I don't know if it's a, that's Ooh. a word, but... And then it kind of, like, hooks itself usually to, like, a back of a leaf or something or anchors itself. Um, it kind of makes this little suction anchor, sometimes out of silk, depending on the caterpillar, and stops. The first thing it does is it sheds its skin. And you should, I linked some YouTube videos because oh. it is like profound, especially the monarch butterflies, because the caterpillars have that um, stripey ness. Mm. And yes. that just like, like right down the middle, just uh. whoop, And it's almost horrific. Um, <laughs> almost. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so it sheds its skin. And then under the skin, it's this not skin, um, some sort of tissue that becomes firm and hard, which oh. is called a chrysalis. Not a cocoon. It's different. Cocoons are like this outer woven nest usually made of a softer material like silk. Uh. If you have a cocoon, you can also have a chrysalis. Boop, boop, boop. But they're different? They are different. Chrysalis is hard. It's like a hard shell. Is that a the one that's like green? Or, oh, yeah, a it's lot like of green, it's green and then it turns brown and transparent once the yes. butterfly grows. Mm. But cocoons like silkworms. Um, With all the venom of a silkworm. <laughs> um, the silkworms, before they turn into a silk moth, yeah. um, they excrete the silk around themselves and make a cocoon. Um, and then they turn into like a pupa. Um, but cocoons are different than chrysalises. They're both pupae. Okay. Yeah, so those are, like, really cool. Yeah. Um. So once they're... So this is where we kind of get in. The big question is, like, do butterflies remember their past lives? And this is key. Everybody remember that. Everybody pay attention because this is where it gets interesting. Get a pen. So get a pen. Everybody get a pen and write this down. Get a good shaft feel in your hand. Yeah. Blacking, please. Yeah. We'll know. Once it's in chrysalis form, the caterpillar is legit digested away into, like, a protein esque soup, protein soup esque goo substance. Like the whole thing's gone except for a few key structures. It's breathing mechanism and what they think is the brain or their brain, not brain esque structure mm. and breathing mechanism structure. It's different because we're they're not human. What but about their eyeballs? Everything's gone. Down? Whoa, leggies, eyeballs, everything except for like Whoa. a few key things. Um, and then these cells that were dormant in the larval stage, the caterpillar phase, called imaginal discs, now are activated once they're, you know... Imaginal discs, activate! <laughs> exactly! It's like a <laughs> mighty Morphin Power Ranger, yeah. but it's a butterfly. Um, so the imaginal discs are activated, and these imaginal discs provide the DNA, the genes to assemble all the parts of the would-be butterfly, obviously dormant during the caterpillar phase because they're not a butterfly. Mm. And then now you're like protein goo, the imaginal discs go, all the genes are there, and then you're built into a butterfly, and then you um, once you're all formed, you emerge from the chrysalis, and you're a butterfly. Wow. And I thought it was really cool. So when butterflies first emerge, same with moths, when they first emerge from the chrysalis cocoon, whatever they have, 
they have all this like lymph fluid in their abdomen. Um, and then they have to hang for a while off like a leaf or a branch or something upside down. And their abdomen pumps all that lymph fluid into their wings because their wings are kind of like mm. shriveled and puny and their mm. abdomens are like huge and they can't actually fly. They have to like pump all that fluid out into their wings and their wings kind of expand and float oh. up. And it's pretty cool, but it takes quite a bit of time for that to happen. Wow. Yeah, butterflies I know. are majestic, man. I know. They're so doing then, so much. Yeah, and then we're at the last stage butterfly. It's their last life cycle. Their job is to eat and reproduce. Most butterflies have a proboscis, which is like elongated tongue. They don't have mandibles anymore. They just mm. have they have what's called modified mandible, which is called proboscis, and it's like a big old straw and it drinks nectar. That's crazy that they like had little teeth as caterpillars and then and those no, just they're, get they're melted completely down? melted down into wow. goo. And so, which brings us to our question that we were asking, do butterflies remember their past lives as caterpillars? That's the question. Yeah. So, in short, yes. Oh. Ah. Oh. So, yeah. And so, a study was done at the University of Edinburgh in 2008, the year of our Lord. Yes. Uh, <laughs> they did an experiment. They had, like, this tube system, and it looked like a Y. So, they put the caterpillar in the bottom of the Y. And they could choose two paths. One had an odor and one had no odor. Mm. And if they went into the one with the odor, they got a shock, which is like, how do you shock a caterpillar? And is that ethical? I guess. How many caterpillars did they shock before they got the amount of shock right? Where they're like, whoa, that was way too much. That just toasted (laughs) that guy. (laughs) (laughs) Toasted caterpillar. Yep. Um, I'm sure they had to like write. So I know when I did research in college, we had to sacrifice a fish called a fathead minnow to do our research. And we had to like write to like the ethics board and say like, this is what we're doing and this is how we're doing it. And this is ethical and this is necessary because in the name of science and this is what we're doing. So you had to like, you have to like plead your cases to like why you're shocking these animals. I'm sure Mm. it's not like a little buzz, but uncomfortable enough. So basically the caterpillars were trained to not go towards the smell because the smell leads to a shock. They don't like the shock. And once they were all trained to do that, they eventually underwent metamorphosis and they turned into a butterfly. They were put into the same tube with the same choices, smell, no smell, with no shock. And all of the butterflies, not all, but a large amount of butterflies chose no smell. So even though they weren't, they were never introduced to that smell or shock as a butterfly, they still remembered to avoid the smell. Wow. Has it been repeated? I don't know. But that's, that's so, yeah. So they do remember their path, past lives. So be nice to your caterpillars. They'll remember. They'll remember so as they, a butterfly. So we, you know, we still don't know if it's like they consciously remember and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that because I remember getting shocked. But the, it might just be like in there somewhere and they don't know why they're avoiding yeah. it, but it's just instinct. Yeah. Some sort of like. That's interesting. Yeah, instinct. But, it, but very much like a Pavlov's dog situation, mm. you know? Ring a bell and I'll salivate. Yeah. But How do you like that? I don't think they have the ability to salivate. Oh, that's they, what okay, if they could? But yeah, All so right. yeah, they do remember their past lives in some sort of the sense, even though they're, you know, digested into protein soup. Hmm. It's yeah. just fascinating. I guess that makes sense from an evolutionary standpoint where, you know, if they had to like restart everything, you know, they learn stuff as a caterpillar. Right. I feel like that would be helpful knowledge as butterflies. I want to be protein soup. Emerge uh, as like a better version of myself. I'd love to just stay in that soup phase. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds nice. Melt my eye- eyeballs down. Yeah. yeah. I don't need to see. I'm soup. I'm soup. <laughs> I'm just protein soup. 
Uh, but yeah, that's wow. that was my little uh, info dump because and and there's so much more. And I highly, highly suggest watching the videos because it is when they shed their skin, you're like, <laughs> um, all right, we'll have to watch. But it, it after. is pretty cool the way. And there's there's a lot more information, but that's the basics. And right. I, I'm happy I got to share that with yeah, you. Yeah, thank you for sharing. I yeah. learned a lot. That was an informative info dump. That was an informative info dump. We should dump. call that segment this. Yeah. <laughs> informative info dump. Dump, dump, dump. <laughs> We're working on the song. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get work, there eventually. We'll something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, that was very informative about butterflies and caterpillars, but now I think it's time for, for alternative segments. Beep, 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 beep. Woo! Alternative segments. <laughs> All right, on this week's alternative segments, uh, Kristen, while you were out and Christopher took over for you, we did a segment called Mediocre Superpowers. I remember listening to that. Yep. And I thought it was such a good segment, and then you posted it as a poll, and you got a lot of really good you got a lot poll of responses. responses. And I thought they were all very good, and so I kind of wanted to do that again as this alternative segment, and... You know, I want to give you a chance to tell us some of your mediocre superpowers. I thought of a couple more for me. And then we're going to share some listener superpowers because you guys had some good ones. Yeah. Everybody had a really great. It was like I wanted to share on Instagram, but there were so many and they were so great. I just didn't feel like I'd give it justice on Instagram because not everybody has that. So we're we're sharing it now. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we start with yours? So, Kristen, tell me, what are your mediocre superpowers? I don't know if this is like a superpower because I had to learn to do this. Um, I mean, I don't know if superpowers are necessarily just like inherent. You know, I think they can also be things that you have had to. I tried hard to learn this and now I have learned it. I think I'm really good at cooking white rice. All right. I learned from a lot of Asian TikTok creators who taught me how. I figured learn from the source, they make it best. Yes. But I'm really good at it. I, right. I do a little finger trick. If you don't know what it is, you should look it up. There's a finger trick. Wash Very your rice. Very explicit. Wash your rice. <laughs> yes. And yeah, but I'm really good at it. The other thing I think I'm really good at is explaining complicated things to my mom. Specifically. Yeah. Uh, she she is not what we would call medically literate. Mm. Um, and not a lot of people are. That's what, I'm in the medical field, but... You know, every time we have a family member have, like, a complication, some people need more of an explanation than the doctor can provide. Yes. Like, one time I had a family member who had a really bad gallbladder and needed to have it out. (laughs) She called me. She's like, we just heard from the doctor, and he said the gallbladder was wicked bad, (laughs) and his arteries, the gallbladder arteries, uh, they're crumbling. And I was like, that's... It's not a thing, but someone's I, I, someone. <laughs> what did you hear? And what yeah. did the doctor say? And she's like, Kristen, that's what the doctor said. He came in. He said it was wicked bad. And the artery, the gallbladder arteries are crumbling. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay. That, that does sound like a doctor. Just, yeah. yeah. He's a wicked bad. Wicked bad. <laughs> wicked bad disease. Yeah. You fucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, that family member's fine. And what they had was a necrotic gallbladder. Ugh. Has nothing to do with the arteries or crumbling or crumbling well if it's necrotic it might crumble a little bit but anyway that person is fine and we we it took a second but it was like you know it's almost like you have to speak a different language Mm. uh specifically to my mom yes all right yeah but yeah those are my mediocre superpowers i like them yeah what are what are your more what are your other mediocre you're really good at a lot of stuff 
Um, some things, yes. But I was just realizing this the other day because I was celebrating myself and I was really proud of myself. I was like, this is a mediocre superpower. It's hard to think of sometimes, you know. Until but you're if, in the moment. Yeah. And then you're like, this is the one. All right. So I, and this also took, you know, I had to work to get here. So let's not all feel bad about ourselves. We can't all do this as a skill. But I am really good at estimating exactly how much tinfoil I need for something. Oh, that is that is a gift. Right? Because I always used to make it like a little bit too short and then you'd have like, you know, a few inches of gap and then you have to get another piece of tinfoil. Do you risk it or do you gap it? Exactly. I, or get another piece. Yeah, That's I, I would mean. always cover it up. But then, you know, then you overestimate right. next time and then you have like you're wasting you're tinfoil. Like, this is way too this much. an insane amount of tinfoil. Right. right. Oh, so difficult. I know. And I feel like I've gone through a lot. What of, a dilemma. I got, I've gone through a lot of trials and tribulations when it comes to like estimating tinfoil, you know. So I wasn't born with this skill, but I do feel like I've really developed it and I think I've kind of perfected it. So I'm pretty good at it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm proud of you. And the other one I thought of is sometimes I am very good at beer pong, and other times I am not. (laughs) But sometimes I am. When you're on a roll, you're on a roll. Right. And I feel like, I I agree, except I'm not very good at it. Um, But I've seen you in action. I I hit that sweet spot. Because college. Yes. And... Yeah, when you're at that sweet spot, you're like, there's no stopping her. You're on a and then tear. You're like, she's on my team next time. And then you're like, ah, we're fucked. Yeah. The pre- <laughs> I can't do it with the pressure. You no. know, once the pressure's on and people yeah. expect it of me. You have to me, be like not thinking about it. Yeah. Like very like lackadaisical yeah, beer pong. Like a casual shot. Like, bloom, bloom. yeah, I don't really care. It's nothing. Second pressure's on. You're like, well, we're done. I really, yeah, crumble like those arteries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and now we're going to do some of your listener mediocre superpowers. Yeah. All right. The The first one. Yes. First one we have is from Netscribe. She said, I can find ways to make unexpected detours totally fun. Premium mediocre. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good, that's a good skill. Yeah. I would say that's beyond mediocre. That is beyond mediocre. It's an important skill. Because have you ever gotten lost and the person you're with is so upset? Yeah, that's usually me. I'm the upset one. I am the not upset one. Yeah, usually it's like we're gonna be late, even though there's no time limit. Um, yeah, I'm always like that's eh, fine. Ricky Roxon says knowing the year songs were released by connecting them to the guys I dated at the time. <laughs> that is such a good like <laughs> mental <laughs> filing system. That is a great yeah. mental filing system. You that's- should do that with the presidents too. But I nah. guess. I bet that comes in handy during very specific trivia questions. Very true. You're being like, like mm. oh, 2008, I was dating Lars yeah. in the Lars. song. Came out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one is from B Rain. B Rain. Hey, who wrote B Rain? <laughs> <laughs> Brian says, Common Sense is his mediocre superpower. You know what? That is a superpower. That's not mediocre. Yeah. I would There's say a it's just a superpower. Who do not have that. Yes. But I also think as neurodivergence, what we consider to be common sense, other people don't. You know, like maybe it's not common sense. Like maybe you are just good at having these skills or knowledge that maybe it isn't common for I everyone. I feel like I learn from experience a lot. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a that's a great skill. Yeah. Superpower to have. It is. Uh, Jamie Ling Creates. We love you, Jamie. Jamie. She says, I can hang pictures level by eye. No tools needed. No way. Yeah. I I always tell you, my pictures are all uneven, except for Christopher runs around the house and re-levels them all the time. I always think I can do it by eye, and then I step back. I'm like, oh, that's way off. Christopher and I dated for a year, and he finally came over to my parents' house, and while they were outside, went around and leveled all their pictures. (laughs) I didn't even know. That's crazy. No one noticed. He's like... 
you've been living like this for years. It's probably been driving him insane. Oh, yeah. He's like, he noticed it immediately. The first time he met my parents at their house, he was like, all these pictures are on, like wildly unlevel. And we're just like, yeah, pictures. That's one of those things that bothers me, but I won't fix it. But I'll be like, oh, that's so annoying. That's crooked. But then he, I won't do anything about it. He's like, I snuck upstairs, too, and I did the ones upstairs because I knew there was going to be pictures. <laughs> that's so extra. Well, maybe Christopher and Jamie can kind of, like, come together and start, I don't know, maybe. A business a, should start, but not us, but yeah, them. Yeah, they can start it. Picture-leveling business. Yeah, Jamie can hang the pictures, and Christopher will come in and, like, straighten the others. <laughs> you know? I think you guys got something here. There you go. All right, we got one from Woodcoast Design who said their mediocre superpower is delicious dinners fast. That is not that a mediocre is, superpower. That is a the gift. ultimate superpower. Yeah. I would give anything to have that I superpower. Would, oh my God. Except work at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a very, very important that one. That is very important. But maybe for them it feels mediocre because it's like not that hard for them. So yeah. that's the other thing. Mediocre is subjective. Very true. Yeah. Um, this one made me laugh a lot, slash, I relate so much. Uh, Noah Lindsay, or is it Noah Lindsay? I think it's Noah Lindsay. Noah Lindsay says, having anxiety, I'm really good at it, which is... <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations, yes. I guess. But, like, I oh, I relate so hard. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one for you as well. Yeah. You're very good at it. Very good at it. All right, we got Russ, Raven Sirius, who says, I can sail past any deadline with a sense of complete calmness. <laughs> that is legitimately <laughs> that, a mediocre superpower, I'd say. nice, Russ. Yeah, maybe it's not always, like, the best superpower to have. It, but it is a power. It is a power. It's a strength. Because I will sail past a deadline, but I'll be very anxious about I it. I will be wildly upset about so, it. Having a sense of complete calmness, that sounds kind of nice. Yeah. Ignorance is bliss, baby. It's nice. Yeah. Uh, Matil. Matil. Uh, she says, my sense of time passing works only when I sleep and wake up in the middle of the night. Oh, so you can estimate, like, what time it is or how much time you slept. Oh, okay. That's a good skill. Thank you for explaining that. Um, So I always have no idea what time it is when I wake up in the middle of the night. I have a big clock because I have a lot of anxiety about time. You have a bedroom? I have a a clock clock? in the bedroom. Yeah, like an alarm clock. Oh. It's like... like, shines a light in It's a very... I have it on the dimmest setting. But I need to have it on because I need to know what time it is when I wake up. Oh. Rather than... I'd rather have a very dim, 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 dim light. Than to turn my phone on and be blinded by the white light. Yeah, I guess that's valid. And it's orange light. It's it's actually it's like it's a weird alarm clock. It's it, but it's supposed to like be better. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't like to check the time when I wake up in the night because then I'll like do the math of how much time I have left to sleep, right. and then I won't be able to sleep because I'm like, oh, it's four a.m. I have to wake up at this time, and then I'll like be anxious about falling back to sleep. But I feel like that is a very good mediocre superpower it is. to know what time it is when you <laughs> have been sleeping. Yeah. All right, our friend Justin, who, <laughs> like always, just participates in these polls and does not listen to the podcast. Yeah, Shout which, out to Justin. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> who will never hear this. No, he won't. We will read it anyway. Justin said, I know most words to most songs. <laughs> and I relate to that one, too. And I'm glad he said that because I was like, oh, yeah, that's also one of my mediocre superpowers. I remember words to songs that I haven't heard in like 15 years, but it'll just be in there. I'm like, I surprise myself with all these words that come out. I'm like, oh my God, I guess I do know this. Too bad you don't know math or anything. Yeah, Yeah, it's really could have been a more valuable skill. Yeah, but (laughs) when it's like a fun song is on and I know all the words, I get really excited about it. There you go. And I like knowing a lot of words to songs. (laughs) So Justin, you'll never hear this, but you and I share that mediocre superpower. 
Potato Socks, which is Priscilla, we had her on on an earlier episode, go check out her episode, said, I can cut a deck of cards perfectly in half by only looking at it. That is a skill. Yeah. Do you play cribbage, Priscilla? Because that's a skill. That's nice. That is a skill. Do you do magic? I wonder if she does magic. Yeah. That's where she learned that. Yeah. Maybe if you're doing like Or maybe it's just like an innate. She just knows. Maybe she can just see exactly the size differentials. Can you do that with other things? Like if you need to cut something perfectly in half, like let's say you're sharing a piece of cake with someone. Yeah. Yeah. Can you cut it perfectly in half? Or does it only work with cards? Either way, I do see that as, yeah, a good mediocre superpower. Not super useful, but sometimes. Yeah. uh, When it is, it is. There you are. All right. And our last one is from Alexa Schaefer. And she says, I'm really good at sensing when a car is about to change lanes before they put their blinker on. That's Yet again, great, that's a another great, great one. Yes. That is. It's important. Important and life-saving. Yeah. Slash, have you driven in Boston traffic? Because I feel like that's a great skill to have in Boston. Yes. Because they'll put their blinker on like as, as they're changing they're going, lanes. Yeah, blinkers are kind of optional. Yeah. You can kind of like, tell. hey, I'm already turning. You can tell by yeah. the way I'm turning. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you can kind of tell the people, like blinker users versus non-blinker users. Yeah. In Boston. Yeah. When they're like weaving, you're like, this guy's going to cut me off. Yep. And then they do, and you're like, ah! Saw that coming. Yeah. Where did you get your training, I guess, Alexa, is the question. Or or once again, is this an innate skill? Yeah. Write us back. Yeah. Or have you had to learn it over a lifetime of like dangerous other drivers and you being a really good driver? Right. Where did you grow up driving? Where have you driven? Tell us. Tell us. Answer these many detailed questions. (laughs) (laughs) We need to know. I feel like that's the problem when we read listener stuff on this podcast is we want to, like, have a conversation about all these things. We want your responses. So instead, we have to just throw it out there and then wait. Wait for the response. them to hear it and then respond to us. There's so many questions. The life of a podcast. I guess we wait. Yes. All right. That's enough waiting. Yeah. We can't keep waiting. And, yeah, but thank you, everybody, for your responses. Thanks for responding. Yes, that was fun. And I appreciate it. Yeah, and we might have to do uh, more of these mediocre superpowers because I feel like with these examples, also we'll get other people thinking about their own mediocre superpowers. Mm -hmm. And, I don't know, maybe we'll have, like, a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. But for now, we're going to move on because we have to end this episode. But first, we've got to do pizza secrets. But I'm going to end alternative segments <laughs> first here because this is the end of alternative segments. Segments. Alternative segments. <laughs> I was like, where are you going? Dad, I never know. Right, we got there. We got there in the end. Yeah, I made it. Yeah, now we're clip, 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 trot, 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 clip, trot, trot clipping our way yep. to the train station, but we're not there yet. Nope. Because the bricks are in the oven. Nope. No. The pizza's in, in the, the oven. In the brick oven. Yes. The pizza's in the brick oven. Yeah. And boy, does that smell good. Yeah. So pull up a slice and let's tell some pizza secrets. We got there. We got there. Yeah. You want to hear Pizza secrets. Tell me your secrets. Pizza secrets. Sometimes when I'm in the middle of singing a song, I'm like panicking that I'm for- I'm about to forget the words, but then I don't. Good thing whole- our songs are only like two sentences long. Says you, who can <laughs> never remember them. Good thing I remember them. Good thing you remember. Once again, my mediocre superpower of remembering, remembering words songs. to songs. Yeah, most words to most songs. I'm very gifted in the sense that I can remember pizza secrets. Tell me your secrets, pizza secrets. It's all locked up in here. <laughs> All right, so this episode, we are just going to end with one pizza secret. One pizza secret to rule them all. Yes. 
because it's going to bring some feels up. Yes, because our someone who has become a main contributor to this podcast, Enya, <laughs> has written so like fifty percent of our content is just Enya content. She just has so many good she, points. Gotta, she writes us in so much. Yeah, part of it is that she writes us in so much. She's also very clever and funny. And yeah, just, you know, she's she gets, got a lot to say. She's got a lot to say. She gets the gears moving. I feel like. I get a lot of questions for her, but I think we should read the secret first. Okay. Do you want to read it? You no, no, read you it? can read it. Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Okay. All right. This pizza secret is from Anya. She says, Sometimes when I suddenly realize that I am desperately thirsty, this whole thing should be in an Australian accent. Just imagine. Pretend. Just, yeah. All right. Sometimes. No. 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 Just. <laughs> when I suddenly realize. No. That I'm no. Desperately no. Th- Start th- from the beginning. Oh, okay. No. American accent. Fine. Sometimes when I realize, no, all right, stop. read it right like Grace would. Sometimes no. <laughs> when I suddenly realize, this is my natural voice. No. <laughs> I've been faking it this whole time. Start Fine. from the top. All right, start from, start from the top. Here's my voice for real, for realsies. Mm. Okay, all right. Anya says, sometimes when I suddenly realize that I am desperately thirsty and I am too lazy to go find a tap, I drink out of puddles. And my dogs immediately join me, making it a pack activity. (laughs) And yet, there is a part of me that knows I should never let anybody see me doing this. You shouldn't. And yet you're sharing it on our podcast. Uh, But there is a much larger part of me that knows that people throughout almost all of history did not have taps. So I rationalize it internally as paying my respects to my ancestors. And then no. she, she ends it and says, disclaimer, I live in a pristine remote environment where pollution is not an issue. No, Obviously, I would not drink from pavement puddles. I can't be the only one who does this. You might be. You might be. Enya. I don't relate this to this girl. <laughs> I am Enya. Listen to me. This is a heart heart. I, okay. The pollution. Sure, 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 sure. Are we not worried about like Giardia and protozoans and nematodes and all sorts of diseases you can get that will cause explosive diarrhea. Yeah, it's like standing water. Uh, standing water. Mosquitoes. Ancestors would drink from running water, which has less of that, but still a lot of that. I'm very this this girl is I'm so worried for you. She posted a video of her picking a bat up from with her bare hands. I know. No gloves. Are we not worried about she's just not she's not worried about anything. She's brave. Rabies, rabies, giardia, I worry I'm, about those daily. I'm so scared about rabies. Like, it really yeah, terrifies no me. Yeah. There's treatment. Yes, but you have to catch it. You yeah, have to know. You gotta catch that rabies. You gotta catch that rabies. And that scares me. And yeah, I'm very concerned for your safety. I do like imagining you drinking on your hands and knees out of a puddle like a dog with other with dogs other joining dogs. you. That's very cute. Yeah. But it's I'm fun. Just, I'm cartoonish. I'm worried about you, Enya. I want you to be safe. I'm not that worried, Enya. I know you can handle I know, it. I know you're tough, but like. Probably got a stomach of steel at this I point. I know. But like. I'm worried. <laughs> yeah, a puddle. Yeah, a puddle I mean, is I, questionable. I, don't drink from puddles. Yeah, as a general rule of thumb, we just want to say we do not endorse drinking out of puddles. This is a a listener pizza secret. Please don't drink out of puddles not, and then get sick and blame us. Do not pick bats up, but with your bare hands. Yeah, put some gloves on. Put some gloves on. They make those like life straws. You could drink out of puddles. Yeah, I was just with a life say, straw. And it, you need a life straw. Well, she's made it this far. Seems I know, fine. but like. All it takes is explosive diarrhea once, and then you never want to get it again. Well, maybe she just needs to learn that lesson. And that's I, not something I feel we can like really that's a lesson that is, you can teach that lesson without having explosive diarrhea. No, I think she's going to have to experience it firsthand. Oh, I just... And until then, what a fun little 
work. <laughs> what a fun <laughs> thing to do, oh. I guess. Pizza secret. Pizza secret. <laughs> I'm nervous. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. It's, it's in theory, is adorable, but in reality, I feel like this could go very badly. I'd kind of like to see it in like a children's book. That would be fun. No. You know, a character who does no, that. No, because then you're teaching kids to drink Giardia. Well, not We're going to do an info dump on Giardia. Uh, I don't want to do that. I did this in college. I I had a whole poster presentation about it. All right. Well, you can do that. And yeah, I support your puddle drinking. I think you are like Mowgli, and that's cool. (laughs) And uh, yeah, keep doing your thing, girl. I'm concerned for you. Kristen's upset, but I'm 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 upset only because I just worry about your health. I don't worry about your health. I don't care about it. So (laughs) I'm just kidding. I do care about your health. But also, I trust you to make your own decisions about what puddles are and aren't drinkable. I drink water out of the cemetery tap, and Kristen's, like, very upset by that, as it is. So she's never going to be on board with this puddle drinking thing. Like, let's be real. I think the tap is more appropriate than a a puddle of standing water. Follow-up to puddle of mud. (laughs) That's the (laughs) second puddle of mud joke I've made in, like, two episodes. Uh, all right. And with that, I would say that's the end of our pizza secret. It. And pizza that's the secrets. end of our episode. episode. Yeah. If you want to write in your own pizza secrets, please do. Because I swear this isn't, uh, it's not like we're getting a ton of submissions, but we're only choosing Enya's stuff always. <laughs> she just writes us in a lot and she's very good at it and has like lots of. She's a great of, writer. Yeah. Has lots of fun little stories and she's got, you know, a million stories. And so if you want to get in on this, too, and have us read your shit, please write us in at weirdsofafeather at gmail.com. You can tell us your pizza secrets. They can be anonymous if you want. Um, if you like to drink out of puddles, let us know. Show Enya some puddle solidarity. Yeah. If you have a good pen shaft feel recommendation, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, sure. Um, you can also find us on Instagram. You can find us on the Facebook. We have a Facebook group. I might have to post my pen shafts to the Facebook group. Please. Um, Please do. But yeah. You can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com slash weirds of a feather. And that money will go right back into the podcast to, so we can keep bringing you this fun, fun butterfly content that yeah. you really love. Everybody was asking for it. And we delivered. They were begging for Begging, that. being like, larvae butterfly, stage. larvae, yeah. tell me about the pupa. Do caterpillars remember their previous lives? They do. They were just... Demand, the people demanded. butterflies remembering their previous lives. Oh, whatever. Yeah, let's get it right. Get it tight. <laughs> all right. I think that is it, right? We've said all the things. We've said all the things. Should we squawk it out? Yeah, I think we should. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> scared me on that one. Good. I was trying to. Horse <laughs> bird. Horse bird. Yeah. <laughs> Horse bird meet cute. Oh, it's this, it's this Ooh, follow sequel. up to horse train meet cute. Perfect.